It's disgusting to be related to you. <laughs> I was like, is that? <laughs> Seriously, it's disgusting to even be related to you. Skylar and I are back on the Kardashian gang. I just can't stop. I, like once I'm in, I can't stop. Yeah, it's a really easy show to binge. And then when you get out of the binge, you feel like your brains are scrambled eggs. <laughs> Uh, but also that you have no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. So, Courtney welcome. and Chloe are about uh, to take uh, Miami. Yes. And... I, I've never actually watched that spinoff, so that's next on my list. Mm, okay. But so welcome good. to Speaking of Which. I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. And we talk about whatever we want. Sometimes tarot, sometimes, uh... Astrology. Astrology, sometimes Jesus. Psychology. Sometimes, you know... Um, our number one fan. The goddess... <laughs> Sometimes, wait, wait, what? Are Our you? number one fan. Jesus? Yes. Oh. Imogen <laughs> Walters. Imogen Walters. <laughs> hey, Imogen. She probably doesn't even listen to it anymore. No, she definitely doesn't. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, everybody. So it's... we are hosting auditions for a new number one fan. <laughs> yes. If anybody's interested. Um, but you know what you have to do to fill the spot of the old number one fan. Is, is give us to, running commentary. No, no. You have to email her constantly. <laughs> and, you know, she's going to pretend. Because this was her idea is to, like, you have to come up with a submission um, as to, you know, why you would ba- make a good replacement. Mm-hmm. She's going to act like she doesn't know what's going on. But that's part of the thing. Part of... The audition is the dedication oh. and the consistency to continuously to send say, emails. I have to say, whatever you're saying right now yeah. is completely lost on me. <laughs> but that's fine. Sounds good. <laughs> Everybody, go ahead. Feel free to just bombard Imogen with your submissions or your applications for uh, the new, new number, number one, one fan. fan. Again, she will pretend like she doesn't understand what you're talking about. Just keep sending them. <laughs> anyway, speaking of speaking which, speaking of which, um, how are you? How was your week? Th- it feels like we missed a week. It feels like we missed a week again. It does. Did no? We we we, we definitely last did week. not. It's just been the longest week of my life. It has been a long week for no reason. However, this weekend I felt like I blinked and it was over. over. The shortest weekend in the history of weekends. I don't even understand. I uh, literally why I didn't do anything. Just, I think parallel universe. So uh, was there anything happening astrologically this weekend that would have sped up time? Um, sped up time? No, slowed down time or taken us into a time loop. Nothing I mean, like that. Mercury is retrograde. That is. I don't, uh, sort of a new de- development. That could make things uh, feel fast and slow, right? Like I moment mean, by moment. To me, I feel like it makes me feel more reflective. So I wouldn't say that the time feels like it goes faster. It makes me feel like I'm not as aware of time. And I'm more aware of like right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I'm so wise. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel like whenever Mercury's retrograde, I'm so, like, in the, like, what am I doing today? What am I, what am I doing today? Like, and I mm-hmm. am less, like, where am I? You know, I read something interesting in a book that I wanted to talk about really you fast. read? I know. I'm still pretending to read books. Oh, my God. Shit. So, if anybody wants to know, it's a, it's a real short, cute, cute little book. And it is called... Is it on Audible? Or is it's it on, on Kindle. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could get it on Audible if you wanted. Anyways, it's called A Friendship Like No Other. Boring! Ex- experiencing God's <laughs> Amazing Embrace by William A. Barry. S.J. <laughs> <laughs> so the, like, Russell friend. Like, he's like, he doesn't even talk like that. Barry. Barry. So anyways... <laughs> It was talking about, this is the part that I thought that you might find interesting. Okay. So, you know, like when you're talking about like a god or a goddess or a spirit Uh and we indwell them with these attributes, right? Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, like archetypes. Archetypes. Like this goddess, like like Coventina, right? Uh She rules the well and like. Uh Uh-huh. So here. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get what you're saying. She not rule wells? Well, <laughs> I want to say she like. Does she not? She says not like rule walls. I feel like 
<laughs> yeah, Mine. I know what you meant to say, but I was like, maybe I wouldn't have worded it that way. But like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm not gonna. Like, I don't look. think she's standing by every well and going like, <laughs> "Excuse me, this is for me, and there's rules you need to that's abide by." <laughs> where I picture her. Okay, that's line. fine. Keep going. Okay, fine. What's what a you, better example? No, 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 no. Now you mean. got me. I know what is she the ruler mean. of? No, she like I, it's, I think the I think the rule is the word that I'm tripping up on. Okay, what is she associated with? Well, so- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, keep going. So now, when you think of her, uh-huh. sorry, just heard a noise. Yeah, what do you what do you going. feel? Mm, uh, fear. <laughs> It's actually perfect that you said that. Okay, great. No, because, I don't feel fear, but go ahead. You can but use like, let's that. Let's say, um, now this is a bit of a trippy concept. Okay. Let's say you're thinking of a god or a goddess, mm-hmm. right? And then immediately you feel like fear mm-hmm. or um, like they're angry about or like mate, like let's yeah, say you no, are. I'm joking about the fear. Yes, absolutely. But I, okay, keep going. But like, I feel like when you have a really deep connection with something, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a full gamut of emotions that are possible. You know, That's true. it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just like reverence and love all the time. Sometimes you're like, oh my god, is this is this being going to hold me accountable? You uh-huh. know, like yeah, there, yeah. there's a full gamut of experience cool. there, right? Yeah. And so when we experience something like fear, mm-hmm. fear of anger, or fear of otherness, mm-hmm. or fear of separation, or something like that, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that. God is is that way. Mm-hmm. It's like our human beingness, like our human hearts that sit in the presence of something so much bigger than us mm-hmm. um, can only interpret like, quote unquote, perfection mm-hmm. in that way. So it's like when we assign attributes mm-hmm. to like a deity mm-hmm. and then we experience that attribute, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily that the deity is 100% that attribute it's our experience of it It, i can't explain it exactly right but you're saying that's what the book was about yeah the book is kind of about our experience of something Mm -hmm. has as much to do with like the state of the heart there's a lot of projection onto the idea or the connection of deity Mm -hmm. i think is what you're saying yeah like projecting onto god ideas yeah yeah i get that for sure and so you know that's why i've always felt like the spirit guide that i connect with and that i communicate with is very different than thinking or talking about deity and i can't i've i've tried to explain it a few different ways and reasons why but i i think the way that you're explaining projecting on or having Mm -hmm. a full gamut of emotions associated or you know in ways to describe a deity is not the same for my spirit guide like my spirit guide feels pure love and Mm -hmm. there is no like there's only light and even when i'm receiving symbols or feelings or communications of any kind that are coming from the spirit guide it, that's it's all with like there's no other layers to it other than just like pure love and the other or like light i guess love is just like the good like all-encompassing like mm-hmm. good you know what i mean not that <laughs> but uh it's just different than any of the other experiences had, yeah and i've had like two other types of spirit guides that have like come through here and there but it was like very momentary and this has been the same and i don't even say my spirit name's name aloud because it's really like personal when, yeah and the way that i well actually i'll tell that story right now because it's been a long time since i've told this story because i've mentioned it a few times on my channel but it's been at least a year if not two but um i had been feeling and communicating with this spirit guide I don't, I wish I had a, I don't honestly like the, the word spirit guide, but we're just going to use that mm-hmm. for, cause it's the easiest. But, Friendly um, phantom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what, what else are you going to say? I don't know. 
I don't know. Spirit guide just seems kind of like entitled for some reason. Like my, spirit, my spirit yeah, yeah. Guide. Like it just feels like a, a little bit like laced but with does, privilege. Does like, like my God not feel right either? Is it like that? But really I don't confusing? say that though. Yeah, I don't say my God. I don't. I don't even say my goddess. I don't even say my deity like mm-hmm. i don't say that because i don't feel like they're my my god but for some <laughs> reason when i say like my spirit guide because for whatever reason i just feel very strongly that i don't like i don't yeah know how to i, 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 I get really don't know how to explain your listeners it. understand but anyways i was like i was communicating a lot with this guide in between wake and sleep. That was the easiest way for me to communicate and remember things. And I would talk or in my head and think of things and try to like very be calm and still before bed. And I was asking like, is there any way for me to like have an association, like a name? And I was very clear on the fact that like I asked for a name, but it wasn't like, what's your name? And then this, like, energy told me what their name was. It was, like, very understand... Like, it was a very much an agreement that, like, they mm-hmm. would give me a name that would be what I would associate with them. Yeah. And... Thank God it didn't say, like, Billy Pop Joe Bob. Yeah, right? And I was like, they're like, <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Sorry, Karen, we knew you, you yeah. support us. We, we love, love you, you, but your name is what it is, okay? I love you so much. Um... You know, uh, so I had I've been asking for a few like nights or whatever, and I was just about to go to sleep. And like I was really out of it. I might have even slightly drifted off to sleep. And I saw this huge, like very, it was like black. And all I saw was this name. And it was a capital first letter and then the lowercase letters. And it was really unique and it almost was like little lights or it was like very, very bold in my mind. And it woke me up and I remember writing it down and I wrote it down exactly how I saw it in my mind because the spelling was really unique. And I actually like that next day for 24 hours, I was obsessive over like Googling this name. Like, is it? really the name because I was doubting I was like is this really the name that I get to call this guide or is this like a message that I need to be linking with something else like I was unclear but even then I had asked for a name so the fact that I doubted it was really weird and I literally googled this name and nothing came up the like the the most I could find was like there was this one singer songwriter that like made this name and there was like 20 views on the video and like I it, I couldn't find it in like books I couldn't find mm-hmm. it in the even like baby name books like I tried to search like the origin of where this name could have came from and the most I got was like because of the spelling like it was sort of like Gaelic or like Scottish in some sense. I know this is just making everyone want to know what the name is. Yeah, but you, but you it doesn't matter because privacy. well, it it doesn't really matter because it's literally a name that's like it's you're not gonna be like oh wow that's a name you're gonna be like okay like you know I don't know it, it's yeah it was just weird because even after I asked for something and got it I still doubted <laughs> that it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know what it was, why I feel like I shouldn't share that name. Like, Well, I mean, girl, don't, don't but doubt it's the not feeling. Like, it's not like I was about to fall asleep and I hear this fall voice. Fall asleep. <laughs> it's not like I was about to fall asleep and this voice or like this guide was like, don't tell anyone. What and by the you. way, don't say it's a freaking word. It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me questions about it. You know? It's not like, I don't know why it's so private. Maybe because it feels so, like, mm-hmm. pure and, like, laced with love that if I start saying it and associating it with anything else... No sharing! Gonna, yeah, like, <laughs> it's all that money keeps safe! <laughs> so, I don't know. That's that, but... So, doubt doubt is a big mood. You know what um, Like, doubt... Like, I was, re- I was reading... Why are you act- holding your belly like Santa? <laughs> Or like he's like holding it like he's about to take 
pictures. His hands are in like the shape of a heart. Like he's about to be like just really full. Okay, I feel that. I'm just for like sure. holding my entrails together. <laughs> so my entrails. I was reading Exodus, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so like there's the part right where like the Red Sea parts, the Egyptians mm. are crushed, and like the 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 cloud of God, right, mm-hmm. is like leading the people away, and mm-hmm. it like reaches up into the sky, right? They're seeing all these things. Mm-hmm. And then, like, God goes away for a day, and they... He, what do you, where'd he they, go? I don't know. He did, <laughs> He's, like, on anyways, vacation. They He's, like, hey, bye, guys. They didn't have any food for 24 hours. Oh, my God. Oh, how good they ever... <laughs> so they built a new God. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm hungry. And they were Bring like, me Panda Express. They were, like, was that even real, what we saw? They literally were hungry for, for 24, 24 hours. hours. And they were like, our God isn't real. Let's make a new one. I just found that super relatable. Yeah, literally <laughs> me. It's me over build- if I go two hours without me food. Me building a new God one day later. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, I just feel like there's something hardwired into us to be, like, suspicious. Of these types of things. Yeah, I mean... You know what? Speaking of suspicion... Um, <laughs> okay. Um, you guys, wait. If we ever get actual, like, not supporters, but sponsors, like, companies that want to back our podcast, our segues... Our segues are going to be... They're going to be rough. But also, if you know any companies that would like to sponsor our podcast, yes. please hit us up because I don't know how to do that. Get your new Samsung television. Yeah. With our link. Do you like space? Do you like squares? Well, this podcast <laughs> is for who is sponsored by Squarespace. I do. Just kidding. Not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Okay. So this was but, like, speaking please sponsor of us. suspicion. Are you ready for this? Suspicion. So right now, the moon is conjunct Pluto. And I really didn't know what that meant. Right? (laughs) Okay. So I was like, I'm going to Google it. But because of like the way that the moon works and how fast it travels and how fast we spin, Mm -hmm. the moon should be conjunct Pluto not like, like pretty often, right? Not pretty often, but like more often than the Saturn return, obviously, like Saturn and Pluto will be conjunct, quote unquote. So frequently. every month, basically. Every month they'll conjunct each other. Well, the so it moves every two and a half days, approximately. Mm-hmm. So, approximately. <laughs> so, given the like, how many days are in that month? Like yeah. I was starting to like think about the moon spinning on the Earth and the there, Earth spinning on the I Sun. I was like, I guess there could be one month where somehow it didn't conjunct. It didn't, but I feel like probably once a month. It I was is. trying to Google like how often does the moon conjunct Pluto, and actually couldn't find any answers. So so I'm you could good. do the quick math right there. Like I haven't thought yeah. about that in a while, but like again, every two and a half days, there's it's in a new sign. There's twelve signs. So just do that math, like. 24. Yeah, there is there's no month then really. It would never conjunct Pluto. Yeah. That's no, interesting. No, yeah, I think there's yeah, it's got to do it once a month. It the moon oh. makes its way around the chart once and once a month. So like it'll conjunct every planet every month. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. So anyways, when your moon is conjunct Pluto, I yeah. found this fun little article by Susanna Meal from AstroKitty.com. How cute is that little cute. website name? Anyways, <clears throat> children born with the moon Pluto placement, also called Hades Moon, <laughs> may find themselves deprived of sympathy and understanding <laughs> from an early age by their own family members. These sensitive children often struggle with underlying tensions that arise in domestic situations. For this reason, family life may turn out to be the bane of their existence, and they end up inadvertently painted as a black sheep. So I was getting this theme of, like, the black sheep. That's very, very interesting. Um, Like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, acceptance, <laughs> loving, and kindness and freedom could feel far out of reach for these people. They could feel um, hopelessly stuck in cycles of love and hate, loyalty and repulsion. As years go by, they become more aware and more mindful of their own thoughts and their own emotional reactions to such things. Moreover, dismissing and neglecting the feelings of a moon Pluto child and lack of proper communication will create even more unexpressed resentment, which will manifest as psychosomatic illnesses or asthma. That is very interesting. I... 
that this person really liked it. So I yeah, I was that, like, well, there's not many positive things that that article seemed so to go then into. We got to go to the next article to okay. get something positive. Okay, okay. So this article I'm sure is called. Let me give my feedback, so I want to hear what all yes, you say. This one's called "Moon Conjunct Pluto Provocateur" from uh-huh. DarkAstrology.com. Cool. Anyways, this guy says natal moon conjunct Pluto is penetrating, provocative, <laughs> and plunges that. headlong into the dark sea of lunar emotions without <gasps> fear. That's a great sentence. I love that. They want nothing less than dramatic and intense sexual relationships that profoundly transform their souls. The closer they brush with death and trauma, the more alive they feel. <laughs> okay, that's Mo- a bit much. Moon conjunct Pluto may get obsessively involved with a project yes. or person, but then suddenly swoop off alone to process the commotion they've created at its very best moon conjunct pluto can be a psychic warrior who fearlessly dives into the murkiest waters of the most septic soul mm-hmm. once deep inside they courageously blast their chosen victim or quote-unquote soul with the tough love torch of plutonic transformation that was a lot that's a lot but thank you for that like Slam poetry reading of that article. I really connected with the way they wrote that. <laughs> You're also dramatic. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, that was interesting, like this moon conjunct Pluto. Uh, just how this like short, quick little conjunction could just really... So what sign... Boom! So you're saying that the this the moon is in Capricorn today? The moon's in Capricorn right today and it's conjunct Pluto today. Right, okay. And it's conjunct Pluto in Capricorn in the fifth house. In the fifth house. Mm-hmm. Okay, how did you get in the fifth house? What chart were you looking at? Uh, oh, sorry, Phoebe. I, I ran today's chart, basically. Okay. So, there's a lot of things to talk about. One, um, it makes a difference what sign it's in if it's conjuncting it. Mm-hmm. So, if you're saying, like, if you're, if you're looking at it from a perspective of a natal chart, um, you know, it's going to make a difference... A, like a lot of what sign and what house it's in in that person's chart mm-hmm. when you're looking at it from because okay because obviously instance, whenever we read this stuff it's always the isolated energy of just that like you know when i read that as an it's just like fun to know it's isolated right. energy just think about okay so whenever you have a planet conjuncting a uh another planet in your natal chart in your stationary astrological chart it's going to give i like to explain it and i think i have on the podcast before like you're you have a pizza slice and you have two different toppings and when something is conjunct they're on top of each other so when you take a bite you get both of the flavors now if you have let's say uh, your moon is in the sign of scorpio and pluto is in scorpio and it's conjuncting your moon you just have two pepperonis and you're putting them on top of each other if you have your moon in capricorn and pluto in capricorn well pluto is going to signify a pepperoni and capricorn might signify a green pepper that's where it's gonna kind of like make and layer and then obviously the moon means something too but the more it really makes a difference of what sign they're in to so the the articles that you read are really good basis, and basically all that they did was take keywords that will mm-hmm. signify what both of those planets mean and kind of put them together. Love that. Um, so moon is your emotions. It's how you connect to things. It's how you want to be nurtured. It's how you nurture, how we view our mother, how we connect with maybe a maternal parental figure, how we want to mother um, or be a parental figure, like how we show our love, basically. Um and how we deal with emotions, uh, maybe our emotional patterns. A lot of the times you can connect to food eating habits because in a society like ours, food and emotions run very, very closely together. Yes, they um, do. You know, and so when you have planets, especially something like Pluto, which is which rules is ruled by Mars in traditional astrology and um, I mean, sorry, Pluto is also associated with Mars and so is the sign of Scorpio. So if you were to like say, let's say you don't have Pluto and you're just saying, oh, her moon or his moon or their moon is in Scorpio, you're going to get a lot of the same sort of articles or writings or descriptions that you would get if Pluto was conjunct 
the moon mm-hmm. because it's got the same energy it's got the same tone um and so if we just want to even just talk about moon and scorpio uh it'd be or, similar to moon conjunct it would Pluto. be it would be very similar not entirely but it would be very similar to uh the same sort of writing and the same sort of dynamic but what the flavor is is what sign those are in so if you have moon and pluto conjunct and you're a listener um you know it really makes and adds that like red pepper on the pizza or whatever with what sign it's in you're gonna have very different descriptions if it's in you know moon and pluto in sag and they're both conjunct versus in the fifth house yeah versus you know if someone's born today you know versus i just thought it was fun i had never really thought about pluto conjuncting the moon before i just never even yeah considered that that was a thing and then come to find out it happens once a month this like little intense ping the moon is something that's interesting to watch because it's really it's always pinging things yeah i mean you know it affects us more than we like to admit because of the fact that it moves so quickly and i feel like it's really underrated in some aspects i feel like all like the the lunar goddess worshippers are like um samantha what we are very familiar with Mrs. Moon. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, is that it's very overrated in a lot of aspects and underrated in a lot of mm-hmm. aspects. Like, all the aspects that should be overrated and it's underrated and vice versa. You know, people don't really like to track the moon in transits as much because it switches signs every two and a half days. So mm-hmm. when people are making um, predictive, you know, notes or describing things or making, like, Instagram posts or articles or stuff, a lot of the times they miss out on the moon unless it's in a big cycle, unless it's doing something major to like maybe an outer planet like Pluto or whatever. So it's more personal. It's one of considered a personal planet, even though I know the moon's not a planet for all y'all out there who, you know, don't Mm -hmm. study astrology. The sun and the moon are considered planets um, for the way we track astrology. But you like to think about there's mystery there's 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 upheaval and uprooting and there's death and dying and the occult and transformation and other people's mm-hmm. money and and pluto pluto comes to destroy things pluto comes to be like y'all try to take me out of the solar system i will never forget that um i think it's exciting that those energies you don't just quote unquote have to wait for them if you watch they're always available to us like you know once obviously you don't have to like wait for a conjunction right but like it's when quote-unquote like big transits happen in your life you can like practice quote-unquote for them over and over again with these smaller transits which is why i think that in the witchcraft community or in the spiritual community or in the pagan community whatever you want to say why moon magic is so popular is it's because it's really accessible often you know, I think that it's overwhelming to practice big transits of the outer planets because it's harder to like. I mean, do you ever do them? Saturn magic? Like, do you call upon Saturn to make magic? Very interesting question. Um, yes and no. I feel like when I'm, I feel like I do get drawn to certain planets during certain times, depending if it's personal for me or if it's going on like in the world. And I don't necessarily see the planets or call on them like that. But I'm very much feel like I'm almost in a relationship with soaking everything up about them like a sponge. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like I become very invested in the energy of them because I'm thinking about them all the time. I'm reading about them all the time. I'm talking about them all the time. So depending on what it is, it does feel very, like, worshipy. Um, but maybe from, like, a less spiritual and more so from, like, an educational sense. I don't know. It's interesting. I definitely worship the planets more than I do anything else. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. I was trying to... There's actually um, an interesting and, albeit, like, very frustrating podcast episode that came out of the Astrology Podcast recently i think this year and it was um chris brennan tried to explain astrology to non-astrologers um 
and he did a really great job of it, but it was very frustrating because they were pretty set on just not believing. Like they asked questions and they made it seem like they did research and they asked questions to see like seem like they were open to like learning. But then at the end of the day, they were just kind of like, no. And it was like very clear that they were going to do that anyways. Yeah. Um, and so that was just kind of frustrating because I don't think Chris is in the business of convincing people. And so he took that on because he thought it would be like a good, mm. from what I get, I can't put words in his mouth. I don't fucking know him, but like, um, I've always thought about explaining astrology to non-astrologers by saying this line. Um, it's a known fact that the moon affects the tides, that the literal gravitational pull of the moon in its rotation at different times, at different seasons, affects our earth and mainly our bodies of water. And us as humans are comprised of such a high percentage of water that it is very hard to believe that the moon does not affect our bodies, that does not affect our emotions, our energy, however you like to explain it, in certain times, in certain distances, in certain you know angles. It, it's it's going to affect us if you just look based solely off of how it affects the water of the tides so drastically and how we're comprised up of a lot of of water it's scientifically like studied that it's scientifically studied that like pregnant women have a higher percentage of going into labor during certain phases of the moon particularly in full moons because of the gravitational pull and how much fluid their bodies are made up of um and so if you think about it i'm like i feel like a lot of people can get a grasp of that and get like an understanding of like i've seen a high tide and a low tide and i've known that like sailors Mm -hmm. will track the moon and like things like that i get it and yeah that makes sense we're part of what just all you have to do to understand astrology is to take that and just think bigger just because you can't see it and feel it like you're you know going into labor and you're about to pop pregnant you're like yeah i'm full of fluid and the fucking the moon is full like Mm -hmm. i know all of my medical people here because i've said this like on channels and stuff before and i always get like a bunch of people in like the medical field being like yes if it's a full moon or whatever new moon like shit goes crazy we all like try and like you know batten down the hatches like we know that we're gonna get the weirdos in or whatever but um just think about that on a larger scale just because you can't feel the effects on like a or you can't see the effects like you can with the moon i would take that same association for the rest of the planets i feel like maybe if i don't even explain that properly or maybe in the best of terms just the idea of that i think it's easier for people to bite onto than being like i don't know just trust me <laughs> yeah. it's ancient yeah, you know right. like it's i feel like that's easier for people to to chew on but Moon and Scorpio, just to round it back up, hold on. Okay. One of my most interesting things that I like to ask people who have Moon and Scorpio, and I hope this isn't triggering for anybody, but just let me know. It definitely depends on the rest of your chart. I want to be very clear. This is a very stereotypical thing, but I have found that a lot of Pluto Moon conjunct or uh, Moon in Scorpio have missing parents or parents that might have left or secrets that a parent has kept from them about another parent. Um, I knew three different guys at the same time. I wasn't dating them. One I was dating, but the other two were like friends of this person. And they all had Moon and Scorpios. And every one of their parents uh, had something similar where... Uh, Maybe one of the parents wasn't around and had left. One wanted to know where the parent was and the other one wouldn't tell them. Um, The other one was pretended like they didn't know who the other parent was. And then that kid found out later that like they did and they just weren't telling them. Um, Or if both of the parents are fine and you do have a good relationship with them, there's still something that is like... It feels like there's a, a a wall that is different than other moons from the parents. I don't know how to summarize it any better than that. It's it's just something a pattern that I've noticed is like this. There's a secrecy sometimes 
there or you feel like maybe you can't trust your parent completely um and those are just kind of negative things to say but i find i find that there's lots of actually really beautiful moon and scorpio or pluto and moon conjunct type things that you could talk about but swimming in septic souls that whole like pattern that i've seen arise a lot is really interesting yeah it is so speaking of moon conjunct Mm -hmm. pluto found this article called keeping your emotions bottled up could kill you (laughs) i'm sure by timmy gustafson rd registered dietitian from the huffington post researchers warn that perpetual emotional suppression is nothing benign but can lead to potentially serious mental and physical health problems and even premature death and that seemed kind of plutonian to me right yeah so one study conducted by psychologists from harvard found that suppressing emotions increases your risk of dying from heart disease and cancer this confirms earlier studies that have linked negative emotions like anger anxiety and depression to the development of heart disease individuals with great emotional vitality however have a much lower risk of developing heart disease compared to the less emotionally expressive um according to dr laura a professor of human health and development Ah, blah, 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 blah. There are mechanisms at play we don't fully understand yet, she says, but there is evidence that positive emotions provide restorative biology. Mm. How strange is that? You know, I would think. Like, obviously, we know, like, think of thoughts, but like, we have. I would think that today, Moon and Capricorn conjunct Pluto and Capricorn would be a bit of a recipe for. A pressure cooker. A bottling up of emotions and holding it in, being stoic and stone-like. Like, mm-hmm. um, especially if, like, maybe the rest of the chart doesn't give any more watery or, like, more open-type balance. Mm-hmm. So, I would stay, so, say today. So, today. all of our friends and listeners that have charts that make you bottle things up. Yeah, we love you. We we're, love you, but you're going to die. We're thriving. I mean, everybody us but you don't need to do that everybody dies oh my god what song is that um so yeah apparently you just need to open up and if not i think it's really fun that you look up things that you find interesting in astrology coming from like a non-astrologer mindset because it helps me maybe i've said this before but it helps me it reminds me that like people are interested and might know enough about astrology but that aren't like really super educated in it and Mm. like what kind of questions or what kind of things you are drawn to because sometimes I feel like there's that gray area that I forget between me and like a super beginner that literally doesn't even fucking know what astrology is like there is this like middle ground and I feel like that's where a lot of the people who watch my channel or who listen to this podcast feel like they fall into like they can listen and kind of hang on but maybe they don't know exactly what's going on um and yeah it helps me to like think about the basics more Mm because it's still just as fun and it still will tell you so much i mean the basics are the building blocks of mitochondria is is the powerhouse of the cell like Like the building blocks are astrology you know like it's like so profound so what's our time stamp what are we at it's like 37 minutes check I literally just did. You just checked? It's 37 minutes? Yeah. Okay, well, You'll thank God. You'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, well, now that we talked about bottling up and it killing you, yeah. I found a way to release it. Okay. <laughs> so this article is called... Oh, Phoebe is so stinky. Go on. Oh, fuck. Is she farting? I don't know. She smells like a barn animal. <laughs> she is a barn animal. No, like she smells like a literal like petting farm just now. So this is an article <laughs> called Five Negative Emotions, Including Anger and Guilt, that you can turn into positives. And I thought maybe we would try and answer these ourselves. Oh, I love that. So this is written by Lindsay Dodgson mm-hmm. um, uh, back in April from Insider.com. And it was an interview with a psychologist named Perpetua Neo. And so the first thing that they thought that they would turn... what? Her name is Perpetua Neo. Cool. How cool is that fucking name? so cool. Perpetua. That's not my spirit guide's name. No. No, I'm just joking. Well, now we're starting to think. Mm, Literally nobody asked or thought that until you said it. I'm just saying. 
So the first one is anger. How do you, like, when you're super angry. (laughs) How do you think? Um, wow. (laughs) You know, it's hard for me to get there. So I'm trying to think. When Skylar's super angry, what does he do to transform it into something positive? Um, pray. Okay. (laughs) What do you do? Do you really? I mean, what do I do? I feel like, I, I just really don't feel angry very often okay but when you but do when i do it is such a transient experience for me okay. that i can't even hold on to it long enough to think what am i gonna do what's with the this? last thing that made you literally physically like and like like physically, really like making you angry um or like that made you like very angry that made me very angry Um, I saw a video online of a man that was like traveling the world, right? He does like travel vlogs Mm -hmm. and he was in another country. And you were jealous? No. Oh. And he was filming this, and this was like in a super conservative, I think it was like in Kyrgyzstan, right? And this man... So you're telling this story just so you can say that place and feel smart? No. Okay. Anyways, this man (laughs) grabs this woman. Yeah. And it was just really violent with her. And it made me angry to see that. And it also made me feel powerless because this is another country. This is another culture that I don't know anything about. And it just made me angry that the world is such a strange and different place everywhere. And that my perception, you know, I just felt a moment of anger at the the world. Okay. And I feel like those are the types of transient anger experiences Mm -hmm. I have. But uh, it doesn't stick with me. It just poofed it went away mm, i love that for you that's why you gravitate to such strong women imogen carly um, love you carly your twins so i don't know if they want the, me to say their names so and you know what it's funny that you pulled that memory out of me because as i'm reading this it says if you're angry it often could be because you're feeling a sense of injustice said neo younger people tend to have a lot of anger and it's sometimes let out in protests marches etc but as you grow older you may find out you don't have as much of a drive to be as outraged as you used to you still get mad though and it's just as important to channel it properly it's a great fuel for creating a sense of justice and that's why i think every single fucking trump supporter was a fucking child sorry so it says so ask yourself what is the injustice in this what and, like, that's just a question you could ask yourself when you're angry. Like, what do I feel do is I unjust? The last thing I got angry at was. Yeah, what was the last thing you were you really... You might think it was me playing against that guy and beating him at disc golf, but it wasn't. That did get me very angry. So, I am on, like, a uh, team, and we play another team, but we don't play all at the same time. So, it's, like, social mm-hmm. distance. No one... It's like, I'm safe. But, um... You know, we get, we have Phoebe teams. has to go outside. So you let her outside. Okay. Because I'll tell the story. Thank you. Um, but anyways, I got really angry and came home and was like bitching about this experience that I had playing this chauvinistic, misogynistic, just asshole of a man who literally was just the worst. And it felt so fucking good to beat him. But um, the next day, uh, which would be yesterday, I went and played around and... Um, there was a guy with his dog and we're literally in the middle of a fucking park, right? There's trees everywhere, path to walk on. He took his dog off of the path towards the basket, looked around, does anybody see? And let his dog, his big ass pit bull fucking piss all over the disc golf basket. And I literally looked at him and went, hey, what the fuck, man? And he's like, what? He's a dog. And I was like, yeah, and you're his owner. What the fuck? He's like, what do you mean, dude? And I was like, dude. He's like, he's a dog. He's going to pee where he wants. I was like, you're his owner. There's trees everywhere. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? Like, get out of here, you ass. Like, this is a club that we barely have enough money to keep care of our stuff. And there's trees everywhere. Get out of here. First of all, you're standing right next to a basket that's 350 feet from the tee pad. Your dog's going to get hit, you dumbass. Like, I was so mad. And I literally, like, ran him off. And the girls that were near me were very quiet. Like, and then, you know. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, we wish 
that we would have said that and come to find out the card or like the t-pad that's playing that basket four was yelling at him too but they were he couldn't hear them I was like closer to him I guess and it made me so angry at just the disrespect that people have like there literally was like 20 trees right next to him and he his dog wanted to pee on that and he let him and it really it didn't matter too much but like it was just the fact that he had an attitude about it because I called him out on it like Woody's a dog. You're his fucking owner. Like, you just don't... Just don't let him pee there. Like, just pull him and let him pee on the tree right mm-hmm. next to it. Like, it just made me so... I think that is one of the biggest things that gets me angry is... Do you feel personally connected to that pan? No, it's more so people's, like, disrespect for just the... Like, common decency. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this test the, that people... Or that... I don't know if it's a test, but, like... George brings this up all the time about, like, putting the shopping cart back away. Like, I always make a point to go and put the shopping cart back in a group or whatever, wherever they're stored, even if it's far away from where I parked, because it takes me two seconds to do it. Mm -hmm. And even though they might pay someone to do that, I feel like putting it in the way where it could roll and hit someone's car or be kind of, like, far away from the person that's gathering them up, it's like... Excuse me. It's a decent thing. It's a human thing that like it does. It's it yeah. shows a. I don't know. It shows like a level shows of growth, honey. No, it shows like a level. It's a thing. You can literally look it up like the shopping cart test. Mm-hmm. Um, those who put the shopping cart back away are more likely to have like a strong sense of community and be like a better fucking person, basically. And um, so that guy does not put his shopping cart away. Yeah, if all of y'all are listening to this and you don't put your shopping cart away, you just think about that. (laughs) I'm not calling you a bad person. There's time to change, but you could just take two more steps and put it away. But I think that gets me really mad is when I see people doing things that like they think they're going to get away with or that they it's not even that they think they're going to get away with that. They just don't care how it affects anybody else. Just like decency, like common decency Mm -hmm. um, really if I don't, if I see someone just being a fucking mm-hmm. idiot, it just makes me so mad. What does it say about me that I expect nothing from no one? Um, <laughs> I actually think that you expect everything from everyone. You just don't get mad when they don't give it to you. Oh, that's super. Fair. I don't know how to what to call that though. Yeah, like I think that you have very high it's expectations a, yeah. for people. I'd say I'm a very unique phenomena. Yeah, when it comes you are to these extremely things. unique. Because One you're of right. a kind, baby. I have high expectations of everybody, but I don't feel at, at all angry. It's more of a. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a we sigh. call that Pisces. Oh. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. <laughs> we also call that Libra Moon. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Libra and Pisces, for m- making me just. Chill. I mean, my Venus is in Aries. My Moon in Taurus. My Ascendant is a fucking Virgo. My son's in the 10th house. Like, there's a lot of very strong-willed placements. Um, You know, so that's just to name a few. Like, you know, I just feel like... So thank God we're processing that anger together. Okay. I literally told the guy... Oh, and somebody posted on my Facebook from, like, that day that saw me yelling at that guy... It was a like a little gift that says, I really connect with the beta fish because they're beautiful and they want to start fights with everyone. And somebody tagged me. It was like, I feel like this is you. And everybody who liked it was anyone that was around when that happened. <laughs> there was another situation as well where I yelled at somebody on the disc golf course too. I have a lot of pent up anger. Yeah. But I also just have no time for fucking dumbass people. Like, look at, I'm going to vent. Look at, here's the rant. No, nope, I'm taking over. Oh I'm taking God. over. Okay? okay. Look. Skylar's heard this story. Y'all haven't. We were playing. It was a big, big open course. Long fairways. You're throwing a disc. If no one knows what disc golf is, it's basically golf. Just imagine it as golf. You have fucking pieces of plastic flying in the air. 300, 400 feet. Really fast. Cutting through the air. They have sharp edges. They can literally kill somebody. If not, then really do damage to like an adult. And we were walking down one of the fairways to a basket on our way playing a hole. And we were about to play a hole that was right next to it headed the other way. So we could see that there was 
two adult women, one very small infant, and a young girl in a little dress in the middle of the fairway that we were going to play next. So on our way passing it, my card mates turn to me and say, well, we're going to have to tell them to move. They were all, by the way, I'd like to clarify, like 50-year-old men. (laughs) So I was like, don't worry, I got this. It's women. I'll tell them really nice, like whatever. And I was like, hey, just so you know, like shouting to them, you're going to want to move because we're coming up the fairway next and we're going to be throwing at you. And this freaking woman looked at me and was like, uh, we're working. And I was like, okay, well, you're going to want to move just for your own safety because you have the kids and there's discs coming in your way. She goes, I don't understand why we have to move. And I was like, oh, this bitch. All right. All right. So we keep playing. I, I literally turn to my card mates and I'm like, look, I apologize if this gets out of hand and you're uncomfortable. I'm going to try not to let it get there. But I will not play this. And we're, it's not like we were playing like a casual round. Like it's a league. Like we paid to play. It's not like we could just skip that hole. Like we had to play that hole. The course is a course. You wouldn't walk into a middle of a golf, golf um, green and stand in the middle when someone tells you to kindly move for your yeah. own safety and let a fucking person drive a golf ball into the side of your head. Like, is basically the equivalent of that. And so I literally asked again from the teapad, I'm like, please move, please move your children. I'm going to be throwing. And literally they were standing right in the spot where like I was going to be aiming for. And so they weren't moving. All these people behind that were again, social distance, but like far away were like screaming at her, like move, move, move. And she was getting pissed. And I just like walked all the way down there, kept my distance again. I want to be very clear that I was very safe in this whole time. And I was like, look, you need to move. You are in the way. Do you see that basket tucked back there? That's what we're aiming to. And you're right in the way. And she was so fucking rude. She was so pissed. She was like, who are you telling me that I need to move? I don't understand. I don't understand. And now I'm like, I don't care if you don't fucking understand. You need to move. Your children are in danger. You need to move. She goes, I need the shade. I was like, it's a it's a fucking park. There's shade everywhere. There's hundreds of trees. You are standing in the middle of a fairway. Move, move, move. And all of the people behind that are waiting to tee off are going, just hit her, baby. I was like, look, I would literally throw my disc at you if you were standing here if you didn't have a baby if you didn't have this little girl looking at me terrified in a pink dress with sequins on it you're standing and she's like i don't understand i don't understand i'm like yes you do yes you do you just don't want to move you just don't want to move and i literally was like screaming at this woman like please she goes go around me i said move get out of the way and finally, she's like, I don't. And then she, the people at the tea pad were yelling still. She goes, you don't need to yell at me. You don't need to be rude. You don't need to be rude. I was like, oh, my God. Why don't you just move? So finally, she got up and, like, walked off the tea pad or walked off the fairway. And all these people that were looking from the parking lot and everything were, like, clapping. <gasps> and as she's walking off, she's looking at these people on the pathway And like, she's like, isn't this a public park? Isn't this a public park? Isn't this? I don't understand. Why can't I be wherever I want? I was like, it's not. It's a public park. And that's why they have pathways for you to walk on. This is a disc golf course. You're standing in the middle of a place that's dangerous. You're welcome. You're welcome for being concerned about your safety. So I go back to the tee pad. I drive. And my disc goes right through where they were like standing And she looks at me and I go, you're welcome. That would have hit your baby. You're welcome. And then there's like people behind me. They're like, I would have just thrown it. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking throw a disc at a child. Like, I'm not going to do that, people. Two types of people. Yeah, like all the people were pissed that I didn't just like, you know, throw it at them. Like, I mean, I'm not a horrible monster, but like that got my blood, my adrenaline was just racing. Like, I get that she didn't understand, but I 
I explained, I did go up and I was like trying to explain it to her nicely. Like, look behind you. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to like just make you move to make you move. If I could play around you and feel safe about it, I would. But look at that. She's like, I don't see it. I was like, well, look harder. There's a basket. That's what we're aiming at. Now look where we're standing. You're right in the way. She's like, I don't understand. And that's when I was like, I don't care if you don't understand. Move. <laughs> Fucking move. Like, I'm now swearing and your child is here. Fucking move. Like, and this little girl just looks like she's like, Mom, can we just like move? Like, what's oh my the big God. deal? There's literally shade everywhere. So the trauma. When I get riled up, there is no stopping me. I was my adrenaline I was just so angry for like like if if someone's telling you you're putting like your child is in danger but you don't want to listen to a screaming mob because you need shade to take pictures of your child like to me I I'm know working. that she's doing like everything that she thinks is right and she's doing the best that she needs to do but I tried to approach it from like a I'm trying to care about you perspective and even then she had to be right and it was just like why if any if i had a child and somebody told me that my child was in danger i would be like okay no problem let's do what what do i have to do to not put my child in danger you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's where it got me angry again i would have just thrown my disc <laughs> if it was only her <laughs> bitch i do not care that much but you had like like not even like maybe six months yeah. four month old baby like like, don't you care about the safety of your child? Like, that makes my mm. blood boil. I, you know, I, I, it's really hard to explain those types of behaviors. <laughs> I know. Do you want to go let Phoebe in? Okay. Why, do you have something to say without me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can still hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have anything yeah, to say. Oh, I just did not want to let Phoebe in. I don't know how Samantha gets herself into these predicaments because she volunteers. Well, I, to be clear, I volunteered this time. I volunteered for tribute this time because the other people that I had been playing with, I felt like might not have come off. Might not have. It might not have gone the same the way. The same it way. Um, and I do think that they would have just. I didn't know them that well. I knew them enough to like keep and play and feel safe. But like, I just felt like maybe me approaching her might have been a little. It might have gone better, um, especially with the way that I was trying to approach it with the the child. And excuse me, you're just gonna want to move. You know, mm -hmm. soon I wouldn't set up there, and we're gonna be throwing at you. We're just concerned about your safety. Like I thought that that would come off better from maybe me than some strange man i don't know maybe yeah. that's like sexist of me but i just got the vibe of the people i was with no. it might have been i never well like it when strange men approach yeah like me. no one wanted no you don't want yeah i mean sorry but like I, I don't want a strange grown man telling me to fucking move but if a woman comes and she's like younger and she's saying that like my baby's in harm's way <laughs> i'd be like oh my god thank you so much for letting me know you know, you don't have to apologize to be in the way. Like, you don't have to be the person's like, I'm so sorry, let me move. But you could be like, thank you so much for letting me know. I had no idea. Is there a better place that I can get where I'm at now somewhere else? Um, but that's that's not how it went over. No. She said she didn't understand. She I knew she did to, she understand. She definitely went to go sit by another basket. Yeah. No, we watched her because we were wanted to make sure. Like, everyone who was like, it's a fucking big-ass park. And this whole area is like really open. So there was a lot, like you can't not hear me. Like I was literally screaming at this woman after the first five minutes. Cause it's not like I came guns blazing. Like it's not like I, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like I came like, I just fucking told you to move. I like I, I walked all the way up. Like after I was like, please move, please move. Like I'm telling you, look at me, like I'm gonna throw. And then when I walked up, I was like, look, you know, I tried to come at it again, like not so aggressive. It, she just she just didn't want to move so that will get like just common courtesy yeah. and like safety of children safety of like that ooh that real <laughs> animal safety or animal yeah. like yeah. neglect or just and I'll get my blood boiling <clears throat> you know yeah 
for me, it doesn't so much arouse anger so much as like sorrow. Mm. Pisces boil. (laughs) I feel it more like deep sorrow and compassion, right? Instead of anger. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, honestly, the situations in which I get angry, like really angry, it's mostly about like the same sort of reasoning or feeling like, like disregard for like others, human like rights or safety or things like that. Like I'm trying to think of other things mm-hmm. that make me really angry and they're all kind of like tied into the same genre, I guess. Cause there are other things where I'm just like, Oh, that's a waste of energy and time. Like I'm not even going to bother. So when you're at your peak, do you just let it go? Cause you have no choice. Cause you have a Taurus moon. No, that's the opposite. I will never let anything go. No, I meant like you let you unleash. You literally let it go. Oh, let it go as far as yes, which is why I think that describing a moon in Taurus is exceptionally like iconic to just think about like a, a a bull getting angry, like raising that red flag. It kicks up its heels. Like, I felt angry the moment that she said she wasn't going to move the first time I told her. And so that's why I apologized if things did escalate. But I was hoping that they wouldn't. I was hoping that maybe I could just explain it to her in a different way and it would diffuse. Or maybe she misunderstood me. Maybe I did come off, you know, a little harsh. I'm not sure. So kick up your feet. You know, a little smoke comes out of the nose. Maybe the tail flicks. You know, then, but it starts to build. It's a slow build, but it builds like a fucking hurricane. Like it just, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And then as soon as it's like climaxed or as soon as that red flag, as soon as I give myself the go and I feel like I've been revved up enough to where I actually can be and and like let myself feel anger, it is cosmic it is like never-ending and i will bitch and i will bitch and i will bitch and i will like leash my anger Mm -hmm. until i'm exhausted until i literally (laughs) have have taken out everyone in the village multiple buildings cars i've thrown myself over the edge into water and that's the only way that i come down i think that's fair which is crazy because you george and myself we all live together and we all have extremely different ways of dealing with emotions or dealing Mm -hmm. with anger and mine is like (laughs) it will take a really long time like i might bitch about something but i'm not actually angry until you know i'm angry and then i'm fucking raging Mm -hmm. for a long time (laughs) but when it comes down boy it even comes down slow too but um like george he just he's fine and then he's just like uh he's like almost like hide like it just like strike of a match that aries moon is like from zero to fucking 100 and he's like so angry and then literally you blink and he's fine Mm-hmm. And it's like it never happened. And he's like upset if you even like mention that it oh, happened. Mad. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? What do I mean? He's like, it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, but, you know, um, I wish I could do that. I wish mine mm-hmm. stays for life. Oh, damn. <laughs> Don't fucking cross me, y'all. Don't cross me. Move out of the way. <laughs> Don't sit in the fields. I would make such a You're good... You're not safe in the fields. I would make such a, a stereotypical... Sorry, Karen. But Karen... I thought you were going to say you would make a good mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> that too. I would make a good... Like, I want... I, like, ask for the manager. Mm. If that's what I wanted to do. But it's never been... I never want to do that. No. The most that I'll do is like a... I am the kind of person, we've talked about this before, like, if you get my order wrong and I, like, actually can't, like, eat it or drink it, then I will just tell them, like, I'm sorry, this is incorrect. Can you please get me something else? Because I can't have this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if they bring me the wrong thing and I can have it, I'm like, oh, well, I'll try this. Go for food, it. food, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's about the most that I'll do. As far as, like caroning or anything we've already talked about years for many episodes about how you can't do that yeah no are you bored yeah 
Okay. Well, what else do you want to talk about? I'm. Uh, I don't have anything. You want to just close it out? <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I'm so tired. Do you want to? Do you want to pull a card real quick? Um, I really have to pee. I think that's the reason okay. I'm feeling really rushed. Well, you can say goodbye, and I'll pull a tarot card okay. for the listeners and thank the supporters. Oh, I forgot. You have to say that. goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. I'm just gonna go pee. I'm sure I'll be back. Okay. Um. Thank Don't you. Let them <laughs> I'm gonna let them hear you pee. Um, while I shuffle, I'm gonna think about this is a card for the supporters and only the supporters. Just kidding. Sorry, Phoebe. Just kidding. Just kidding. Excuse you. Wow. Excuse you, Phoebe. I'm pausing this. I, I'm, I'm just pausing. Okay, sorry. I just took a knife out back just in case. <laughs> Speaking of anger. Um, oh, here's a card that flipped out. It's the Ace of Wands. Is it really? Wow. wow. How so fitting. Much better than I this pee. is definitely a card of not only Penises. creative t- creative creativity and um, action and possibilities and a gift mm-hmm. of a spark and energy. It's also a rage wand. Yes. And wave it how you fucking want. All right? Yeah. I mean, don't don't be rude. Don't be fucking rude. But also, like, there's something that you need to get off your chest, and you feel like you can do it in a positive, healthy way. And don't hold it in. Right? Because you remember what happens. Yeah, you could you die. die. You could die. I literally feel like a new person. Great. Anyways, thank you so much to the supporters. We'd like to thank this week Stacy, Karen R, Teresa D, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, Kate B, David B, Julie C, Jennifer L, Dominic B, Dorothy E, Phil K, Lisa P, Amy F, Heather H, Jesse D, Melanie W, and Jesse H. This week, we'd like you to comment down below what makes you fucking violent. What makes you so angry? And for all our little Libra moons, we get it. You don't get angry. (laughs) But comment something down below like the last time you actually were angry and and how you deal with it how you deal with it yeah and how you deal or with it. if you're like samantha Are- maybe you just let it go oh i definitely <laughs> let it go <laughs> we love you all so much thanks for listening to this uh mm-hmm. you know this little episode it's like medium medium podcast this like not that great but not that awful podcast now that i peed though after this is over i have to poop okay. immediately all right anyways bye goodbye